you know what, Jen? I don't think I've ever looked better in my life. I think I'm I'm at the peak of my physical prowess. I think you are. At the moment. And yeah. I would love to share that with people. I'd love people to be able to see me in the flesh. Just it's to... selfish to keep this. <laughs> it is. This amount of radiance needs to be shared. So I thought what I would do is invite people along to see me in real life. To be in the same room at the Museum of Comedy. At the Museum of Comedy, because comedy is what I do <laughs> most of the time. <laughs> and you belong in a museum. No, oh, no. No, no, no. It was How rude. My self-esteem had climbed and now it's back down on the floor. But no, I um, love the Museum of Comedy and I'm going to go there and I'm going to take my raw magnetism with me uh, on Wednesday the 24th of April. Can I come too? You can. Just try not to sort of detract from my glow, you know. Okay. Uh, we are going to have the magnificent Jenny Ryan, a magnificent guest, Ooh. TBA. Wednesday the 24th of April, put it in your diaries, bring your sunglasses because I am shining. Yeah, get your tickets now. The link is in our social media or from the music. Museum of Comedy website. Oh, please do come. Jen's all right as well. What's your name? Jenny Ryan. Correct. What's my name? Lucy Porter. Correct. What are we doing? We're making a podcast all about quizzing. Correct. What's it called? Fingers on buzzers. Correct. Hello and welcome to another edition of Come on, Jenny. Fingers on buzzers. I like it. Very nice. Oh, that's nice. And not it's bad. not warmed up or anything. It's our last mashup. Sadly, but I mean, we, we've we've rattled through them and we've upped the ante. I feel every single every single episode. So we are ending on an more absolute... and more Titanic in our podcasting guests. We're ending on a banger because we have not one but two amazing guests from the Adrift podcast, amongst many other things. We have Jeff Lloyd and Annabelle Port. Hi, guys. Hello. Hello. Jenny, you're very kind. You know, you say you've upped the ante, but it seems to me more by having us on, you know that you've run this idea into the ground. You are desperately scrabbling around for somebody to do it. I can only assume that booking guests is very difficult at this time of year. And you said, oh, God, we're going to have to ask them. We've resisted it up until this point, but it's 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 a pleasure to be here. To sound the death knell of this mashup idea. <laughs> yeah, we thought okay, who could we, kill we, this particular format. This. Yeah. Well, we we are we're we are. ready to do that job, aren't we, Annabelle? We're here. Well, and we, it's we've, exciting. We've been waiting for the the keen quizzers, keen keen quizzers, the pair of you. I believe. So I, I was a keen you quizzer. Faced, you faced off against some of the greatest. In the nation. Oh, you're talking about when we were on Eggheads. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you what I remember about that day. We ended up in this strange... It was it was our old breakfast show team from when we used to do the breakfast show on Virgin Radio. It was myself, uh, my uh, my late co-host Pete Mitchell, the sports guy, the news guy, and Annabelle. That, that's about right, isn't it, Annabelle? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, it ended up in a situation where everybody got knocked out apart yes. from me. Yes. And it was me against all five of them. Because they were all and in it, yeah. It went on for ages and they still beat me, but it, it went on forever. But when they showed it on the TV, they cut it down to about three questions. So they weren't misrepresenting the fact that they had won. Mm. And, and yeah, I think I gave them a far better fight 
than uh, than they portrayed on BBC Two at the time. <laughs> you did. It was fairly glorious. You, you've just unveiled yourself as a as a serious quizzer because you're still. <laughs> I am. I am. But I'll t- tell you what, Jenny. I'm better than that. I honestly. was. I was. But I, I, I emphasise was because my brain has gone very soft. You know, as I uh, approach and maybe embrace middle age, you know, you can ask me my own name and it will take me 30 seconds to get there if I get there at all. So I have very low expectations of me. But Annabelle, you're still sharp, aren't you? I'm exactly the same as you, perhaps even softer. But I do I do remember very well the eggheads. And the thing that I'm bitter about was that they before we went on, a producer sat us down and had a chat and they said, even if you know the answer, and it's very obvious what the answer is, just talk around the question. So, you know, if it's like, how many wives did King Henry VIII I say? You just sort of discuss what you think. You don't, don't just say the answer straight away. That's quite boring for the audience. But I, I took that quite seriously. Like, I, I'm a people pleaser and I wanted to please her. <laughs> so even though I think there was a question that was so easy, it was something like what's the name of the day after Christmas Day? And I was going, well, I know it's definitely not Christmas Day. I mean, it could be Christmas Eve, but I'm pretty sure that's the 24th. So I think I'm going to go for, am I? Yeah, I'm going to go for Boxing Day. And it was like that. And I looked like an idiot, like a total idiot. Do you remember Judith Keppel really took against me? She hated you. She hated you. Yeah, she did. She's a tough tough woman to please, Judith. I mean, you know, she she got the measure of you. I referring to as Keppel. Oh, that was it. You could. I mean, fair yeah. enough. Oh, well, see, you've no. taken on the eggheads, and now you're taking on the fingers on buzzers, which I mm. think is a greater challenge, really. It's definitely a greater honour. Oh, thank you, babe. I'm just trying to endear myself to both of you and and your listeners. Yeah, don't stop. The ones who are just going, who? Porter. Well, I mean, should we just crack on with the quizzing? I kind of feel like we, you know, we need to get to it, don't we? What we're going to do, as usual, is... Are you saying we... we're not good at small talk? Is that what you're saying? Do you know, like, when <laughs> you watch quiz shows and there is the interview at the beginning where it's like, have you, you've got a funny story about when you met Bobby Davro and you're watching it going, shut up, we just want to get to the quizzing. That's <laughs> Yeah. Unless you have got a good story about meeting Bobby Davro. No, I'm afraid not, no. Well, um, we will talk to you more and find out more of your fascinating stories as we go. So we will quiz you, you will quiz us, we will all do a Who Am I round and then Amanda will come in. And actually, the last few weeks it's been quite close, hasn't it, Jen? So, you know... It's been quite close in terms of the our guests have, have beaten us, really. Yeah, that's what I meant. Pretty much. And I said it's been quite close. Yeah, it's been quite yeah. close to a complete humiliation <laughs> for us. We were edited badly. As, <laughs> yes. uh, <laughs> there were lots more in that in that sudden death round that we should have shown. <laughs> Come on, Amanda. Who should we start? Do you want to start, Jen, with the quizzing? Go on then. Go on. I've got a question for each of you. So, Jeff, you can start. We've got a we've got some music trivia based questions for y'all. Okay. So they're, they're nice and friendly. Okay. I, I, I really, you know, I'm, I'm really sitting here thinking, why did I agree to this? I used to be so good <laughs> at music I, trivia. Not. I don't know if this is, Lucy and I have known along, each other a long time, about well, I 30 did, years. I wondered, have we ever done a pub quiz together? Because it feels like the kind well, of thing we I, should have done. And I know that um, myself and three mutual friends of ours uh, used to attend a pub quiz in Chalton Come Hardy at the Horse and Jockey Lovely every pub. Sunday night. Um, it was hosted by Ken, 
who was a local DJ and driving instructor. Very good quiz master. He also did the karaoke there on a Thursday night, I think. And and uh, it was very competitive. It was just a music quiz. And you would get sort of random members of the charlatans and Badly Drawn Boy and Neil, who worked at the local badly record shop, boy. King B. Re- yeah, yes. Badly Drawn He was always there, as was yeah. Neil from King B Records in Chalton, who has gone on to be, like uh, 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 you know, one of the champion of champions on Ken Bruce's Quizmaster. So there was a sort of nucleus of me and, and these friends of ours, Lucy, and then other people would come and go. And the prize was £10 worth of beer vouchers that had to be spent by last orders. And the, the, the quiz finished about 10 minutes before. So what we would invariably do was when we won, which was quite often, we would put that £10 towards a bottle of Asti Spumante and then shake it up as if we were racing drivers. <laughs> We were, it was very obnoxious and we were very disliked in that pub by all the people I've just mentioned. <laughs> yeah, because I remember going to that pub. In fact, the horse and jockey in Chalton was the first place I ever saw someone get punched. That was the that's my abiding memory of it. Was it one of our pub quiz team after it might being have been obnoxious? Right. <laughs> it might have been. What was your so music only, but obviously, you know, we mm. know what your strong subjects are, Jeff. You mean subject singular? Well, I mean, you know, the Beatles. <laughs> yes, the yeah. Beatles. There's some, yeah. Um, we, and I know this is of no benefit to the uh, to the listeners, but I'm going to turn my Zoom camera around and you see that how many bookshelves of books about the Beatles there yes. are there. Yes. Ten years ago, I'd retained everything in each of those books, but most of it is just mush now. So I know. Well, age and I... age and children, because Annabelle, you you have a small child as well, don't you? Yes, two year old. That would do so your brain in my. I've got it? nothing left. Yeah. yeah no. <laughs> and if were you, you ask a, me, <laughs> were you a pub quizzer at any point? Yeah, I, I used to go to pub quizzes, but I am. I'm. I'm not particularly good at general knowledge, and even music. Like I've. I've loved music for years. I worked in music radio for years. But if you're going to ask me anything after say 1996, if if it hasn't been on Desert Island Discs, I'm probably like not going to know it. <laughs> Yeah, no, well, you're amongst friends here because we've said this often, haven't we, Jen, that, you know, for Jenny, Jenny worked in a record shop, so she's got an unfair advantage. I've got an unfair advantage, 1999 to 2000. Was it Omega Music in Bolton? (laughs) Um, I I originally worked at Virgin Megastore in Bolton. Okay. And then I worked at a place called MVC, which was on a, um, a trading estate near the football stadium and we, they did video rentals as well so I, I got a bit of everything there it was amazing nice. and did you get people coming um, in yeah, and singing and songs fam- to you and saying oh do you know what this is oh yeah, a yeah. Thing. I, got, I was the one who was quite good oh. at that so I you know people would come in with a, a you know a few lyrics of something you know this is kind of pre-google times really mm. uh, it wasn't like you could just whip your phone out and, and look up the lyrics so someone would give you a you know a line of, uh, of of lyrics and you'd have to puzzle it out or describe an artist who they might have seen on the TV a oh. couple of months ago um, and occasionally they'd just come and hum something at you. That was fun. That was oh, I used to fun. love that. I had a quite a good success rate at that. I used to, when I worked in a record shop in um, Margin Music in Macclesfield, when it comes to music, come to Margin, just five <laughs> minutes from this cinema. If a customer came in and sang a bit of a song, even if I knew what it was, I'd say, I'm just going to go and get a colleague. And we would try and string it out like, for as many <laughs> colleagues as possible. <laughs> oh, it's cruel. So it's not nice. Cool. It's not nice. That is so cruel. Whereas in our place, they'd just go, yeah, let's get Jenny on this one. <laughs> and it would just be me and I'd have to stand there with someone muttering lyrics. You were a human Shazam. Yes. I was. I was the equivalent. And then my brain got atrophied because there was the Christmas that um, 
Shania Twain's Come On Over came out. One of the good things, we talked a couple of weeks ago about um, fake music, so the, the, the non non-copyright music the the cover version shoe shop shoe shop music yeah 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 shoe shop music basically but because we were proper record shop you could play music you just had to write down the cd that you played so earlier in the day when it was quiet we could all take turns in picking an album and sticking that on um but we got so busy during the christmas period that the album stopped and you just had you only had time literally to press play again so i think i probably have a record for hearing Come on over by Shania Twain <laughs> in wow. succession. The Christmas of that well, year. Well, let's yeah. see if that comes up in the quiz, Jen. <laughs> yeah, 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 I think I, th- I think it's really it's just give me a bit of a Manchurian candidate, <laughs> you know, programming to elevate Shania to president of the world when her time comes. I think that would be a time that we'd all like to live to see. We can only hope to live to see anything. Oh. Like that. Anyway, let's not get morbid. Let's quiz. Let's um, just quiz. <laughs> let us. Let us quiz. Oh, no, we. I think. I think these questions are relatively gentle in the music trivia. Okay. They're nothing compared to the questions in uh, in Cholton. Okay. Back in the day. Okay. Uh, so Jeff Bootylicious has been accepted into the Oxford Dictionary thanks to a track of the same name by which artist? I think it's. I, I know it to be either Beyonce or, or Destiny's Child, uh, and I. My, my wife is an aficionado. I am less. There's a there's a whole load of pop music from about 1999 to the present day that I just don't know because I was working in a radio station that refused to play anything that wasn't covered in soft rock guitars most of the time. So I'm really bad on pop music, but I, I'm gonna go Destiny's Child. You are correct, yes. of course. Very good stuff, Annabelle. Yes. What is Sir Paul McCartney's middle name? Oh, now I should know this because working with Jeff for many years, there's been many Beatle you've, facts. You've got this, in... Annabelle. You've got this. Because it's his real name, isn't it? I think it... Paul John. Is it... I think it's John. No, oh. what is his middle name? What is Paul McCartney's middle, middle name? Oh, name? Jeff is so desperate to <laughs> give you the... It's... I tell you what, Annabelle, if this helps, it is yeah. a... It's like the definition of a brilliant pub quiz question because you go ah oh! oh it is his middle name yes his middle name is <laughs> oh yes i knew i yes. knew it i knew it yeah do you know what billy billy um, piper's middle name is billy paul oh yes <laughs> billy paul piper <laughs> yeah. yeah that's strange yeah brilliant of course, of course yes his first name is of course james james yes yes yes, yes. <laughs> See something sunk in over those years, Jeff. I hope you're pleased with me. <laughs> that was a beautiful moment. That was, you know, that yeah. was you. We could feel you retrieving that from the filing cabinet. <laughs> <laughs> you would glaze over whenever I sort of launch into this stuff. But it obviously something kind of somehow oozed like in. Osmosis. Yeah. Well, brilliant. Well, that is two for two. So well done. My questions now. Jeff, which Beatles song was banned from the BBC for its lyrics because it included a reference to knickers? <laughs> oh, it was, uh, it was uh, uh, I'm the walrus. Man, you've been a naughty girl. You've let your knickers down. No. Very good. Yeah. Fast, fast. Yeah. 
Very good. Other ones banned by He's the BBC a a were line. A Day in the Life was banned for the uh, the phrase I'd love to turn you on because it was too druggy for them. Mm-hmm. I think the BBC just thought everything was drugs for a little while, didn't they? They, they went a bit crazy. I mean, they were probably right. To a certain extent, everything was drugs. It was the 60s. <laughs> yeah. So, Annabelle, let's do your now your question. Who became the oldest person ever to achieve a UK number one single? It's quite recent. I think I'm allowed to give you that much of a clue, right? Who became the oldest person ever to achieve a UK number one single? Very Mm. recent. Very recent. I didn't even know it had happened, to be honest. Amanda said this question. Well, I've got zero chance. Well, I think you have got a chance because you've just got to think, who's the oldest person that you can currently think of who's not the queen. Mm, well, I th- I'm, the th- I'm immediately thinking of Dame Vera Lynn. I mean, I know she died. Does, and you, it's a I'm, good that's thought. That's making me nervous. It's a good it's, thought. I think the record was Vera. Uh, was it? Oh, well, she had the, she had the oldest number. I think she still has oh, the oldest number. Oh, I know who album. it is. Is it that guy, Tom, Sir Tom Moore? Yes. You're, you're quite right. He was the oldest person I could think of. Apart from the Queen. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a very good clue. Thank you. See, I'm, I've, I've not been listening to the, the pop charts. What was his song? What did yeah, he do? I had no idea he did a song. Did you not do You'll Never Walk Alone? Uh, with, of course, with, of course, Michael Bolton. Of course, Michael Bolton. <laughs> oh, yeah, who else? How did, how did I miss this? Yes, it's it's Sir Captain Tom Moore, <laughs> um, who is now a Sir... Because, uh, which, I mean, one of my favourite things on Twitter recently was the commentary on his knighting, because it was hilarious, a 90-whatever-she-is woman coming at a 100-year-old man with a sword. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that episode of Grey <laughs> My favourite one was, and I'm, forgive me because I can't remember who it was, but you know there's been this big trend on Twitter for everything is cake. And cakes uh, that look like things, yeah. and somebody oh, yeah, done yeah. a thing about about her thinking that Sir Tom Moore was a cake, and it was very funny. <laughs> Why didn't they do that? They should have done that beforehand. It would have been amazing. <laughs> yeah. Just cut him open to be a lovely Victoria sponge. Oh. Uh, world's biggest prank yeah. on the <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, that was brilliant. I mean, you've done extraordinarily yeah. well. Um, so. Yeah, I mean, you couldn't have done any better, I don't think. So well, now... I could have done it without any help, I suppose. That's how I could have done better. But yeah. Wow. <laughs> team, it's a team yeah. effort. So, yeah, so I, I think we're pretty much going to... We're on the back foot again, Jen, aren't we? Yeah, we've got, we're playing catch-up in the marvellous words of Henry Kelly. <laughs> it gets referenced at least five times an episode, so that's number one. I was well, a big fan. We also... The big thing that we talk about a lot on the show is the theme tune for Going for Gold because we oh. love it and it's the yeah. best thing ever and we on this show enjoy making up our own stings and songs and of course we have in you Annabelle somebody who is legendary for making up songs <laughs> I think legendary is very generous but, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm notorious <laughs> infamous I mean all of those words are good but yeah. um yeah Jenny and I do love to sing a little sting various bits of the show completely unrehearsed and and atonal basically sounds like my kind of thing so maybe by the end experimental i do well it's all of us all the ladies we could do a sting for the who am i round so we'll be thinking about that as we go i tell you what if jeff and annabelle you give us your questions and then we'll do a wonderful who am i sting okay Okay, first one is for you lucy what is the highest selling single of all time worldwide (gasps) Oh, that is such a good question. 
Um, mm. I feel that it might be something quite recent. Uh, often mm. feel differently, maybe. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, oh, I like that as a the guiding hand. Thank you. Thank you for that. I do appreciate it. Oh my gosh. Okay, is it something by Shania Twain? Because that would be a beautiful thing. <laughs> that don't impress me if much. Only, um, if only it was that. No, no, sorry, no. The highest thing... Something seasonal, thing. maybe? Oh, thank you. Right, so I'm in Christmas because there aren't that many great summer songs or Easter. Is it? Hooray, <laughs> it's Easter. <laughs> um, oh, my yes. God. <laughs> Which Jenny and I will sing for you now. Hooray, it's Easter. <laughs> it's Easter time. Eggs for everyone. <laughs> That's the one. Um, if it's not eggs for everyone at Easter, then of all the Christmas songs... God, I can't even think. I mean, I wish it could be Christmas every day, but that's not international. I'm looking at Jenny trying to get any kind of clue. Think festive. Jen, what, but it's it's international, like White Christmas. Exactly, Bing Crosby. Thank yeah. God for that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for leading me by the hand to that, but yeah. <laughs> it sells every year, doesn't it? It sells, must keep keep going. Every language, mm. they love it. Even so places people buy it every year, wow. Yeah, no, even places where they don't have a White Christmas. We don't even have White Christmases anymore. No, no. Okay, Jenny, your question. Which unlikely part-time musician beat Zayn Malik and Blossoms to win the highest-selling debut album of 2016? Is it Bradley Walsh? Wow. It is. It, very impressive. <laughs> How did you know that? That's amazing. Well, it's a home question, isn't it, really? I, I, I would... I would get a phone call from him <laughs> he, he, he would know if i got questions does he, does he mention it all the time does he go oh by the way um who did have the highest selling debut of 2016 <laughs> at the time when that when that um record was announced um it was the it was the biggest selling british debut of the year and all that sort of stuff he thought it was it was it was funny to talk about it and then he he's very good at knowing when a joke is He's getting into crowing, so he stopped it at that point. So he doesn't, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't bang on about it unless it was. Uh, he, he thought it was funny for the week. He managed to go to the Brits and and wind up Stormzy about it. No, <laughs> oh, that was hilarious. <laughs> Shall I do my questions now? Yes, please. All right, Lucy, I'm going to give you a, a stage name, Ooh. and I would like you to tell me the real name of this person. Now, to make it slightly more interesting, the stage name is is in three parts. Ooh. And I can unveil them a part at a time <gasps> um, for, for, a, for a third of a point. Nice. So would you like me to unveil uh, part one, part two or part three? Let's go traditional part one. Anna. Oh, not Annie. If it was Annie Mae Bullock, then we would have Tina Turner. But you said Anna very distinctly. And that's because the thing in front of me says Anna. I would have thought <laughs> Annie as well. But you're quite right. It's very impressive. <laughs> I think it's one of it is one of those things that is it's is it contested Annie and Anne yeah because I'm not sure there was a great birth registration system in Nutbush at the time <laughs> so you know it was one of those dad was sent down register as Anna right 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 and he gets there it's like Annie I don't know well Annie it was it was very impressive a maximum of She's three points good. Lucy wow oh, nice. 
I feel like Jenny Bradley Walsh in 2016. I really <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jenny, this is uh, this this I think this is a tricky one. Who is the only artist ever to have won the Mercury Prize more than once? Uh, it's PJ Harvey. Holly Harvey? You're very good, you two. There we You're go. very good. I mean, that, but that does fall into my remit of, uh, of working in a record shop era. Uh, right. It was, uh, yeah, you see. That was, that was absolutely meat and drink to us. If it was a quiet evening, you stick a bit of PJ Harvey on. <laughs> well, am I right? You couldn't get away with it in peak times. Am I right in thinking that we, we were, all, were all even Stevens then? I think so. Yeah. yeah Does it mean it's all so. to play for? It's literally all it's to play for. It's always all to play for. <laughs> <laughs> we should have a sting for that. Because now. <laughs> yeah, we should do. Uh, uh, next series, I want, a, I want a little box with little buttons on. <laughs> yes. With all those things ready to go like a proper. Like, like you guys. Like you guys probably do yes. have those buttons of the, the all to play for sting. It's the coming from behind. Can can I tell you about the worst um, instance of being a quizmaster on the radio that ever occurred to me? Please do. So the the details are a little bit lost in time, but I was giving away a mini, a brand new <gasps> mini car. Nice. And this thing had been building up price. for about a week on the radio. You know, they don't get prizes like that that often. And the question was one of these numerical, whoever is the closest questions. And, you know, say, for example, it was how long would it take to drive from Bolton to the moon? And one caller guessed one number, and it was in the tens of thousands, and the the other caller guessed another number, it was in the tens of thousands or whatever. And the numbers were too big for me to be able to tell which one was the closest. So my producer in the corner was scribbling away and he worked out which one he, he thought was the closest and, and wrote it down on the paper in front of me. Uh, so say it was you, Jenny. I say, well, the closest one, I'm just getting confirmation now. It's Jenny, congratulations, you've won the mini. The exact number of miles was so, so many hundred thousand, but you're the closest. And at the same time, I can hear the other caller going, hang on, no, no, that's... That's not right. I think I was closer. I think I was closer. And I can see my producer just like the look of panic on his face. And in that moment, I didn't know what to do because I didn't want to take away the car from the person who was going like this. So I just went without checking it with anybody. I went, you can both have a car. You got yourself out of the situation. I did, and then I had to go and temporarily I had to go and grovel to the the sales department who'd organised the competition and say, "Look, I'll pay you back five hundred pounds a month out of my salary if you want." And I think, you know, I, I think I did a very good job of an apology, and they didn't um, make me do that. But it was just this terrible, terrible oh, moment. God. Oh, that's brilliant! It's it's the instinct though to 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 relieve the suffering. Yes, yes, of those two people yeah, at yeah, that one yeah, moment. Yeah. You just threw yourself on that I grenade. That's, that's, See, if only that's if they'd done that at the Oscars when they gave it to Moonlight. That, yes. I mean, that would have been much... You can all have you an Oscar. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, that is the kind of thing that just makes... Because it's bad enough at a pub quiz or... But for a mini, I mean, you know, that is... That is shocking. How... God. It's bad times. Yeah, it, it wasn't wasn't good. But thank you for letting us uh, letting us share that moment. 
There's um, something cathartic about it. <laughs> so now we're going to do the thing our... is, like, it's a memory that haunts me anyway. So I've just saved myself the pang of just been going about my daily business, being down the supermarket, and then just all of a sudden being struck by anxiety, thinking, oh my God, do you remember that time I accidentally <laughs> gave away two cars? So it's. Every time you see a mini, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a single Imagine how delighted you would be, though, if you were the one who just got them, you know, just lucked out, got the mini, didn't yeah. even win it. Mm. Maybe yeah. they feel guilty. If if you're listening and you won a mini in error on Jeff's And you show. want to give it back or give it to Lucy and Jenny. <laughs> yeah. We should have we should have for the next series we're gonna have a quiz amnesty. So we want stories of people who are, are declaring when they've mistakenly yeah, won a quiz. or they cheated. Oh, they, you know, they, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hand hand yourself in right now. We can we'll we'll have a very brief amnesty. We we may haul you over the coals, but we we might not mention you by name. We'll just we'll think badly of you <laughs> to cheat. However, you may have been young and, and stupid. Yeah. And redemption is you possible. You, you we will we will yes, give you absolution yes. if you uh, let us know for the sake of our podcast. Quiz confessional. <laughs> Come and, uh, and, and kneel. I think that's a lovely idea. Who's kneel? I don't know. Do genuflect before us, I would say, yeah. That, that would be good. <laughs> so we're now moving on to the who am I round, which uh, obviously needs a sting. So, I mean, on the count of three, <laughs> let's just who, see who, what who, happens. Who am I? Go Sorry, again, go again. I got, go I got again. carried away. Go on, again. Come on, I can I that. recuse myself from this? <laughs> you can. <laughs> so, Annabelle, let's hear yours. Who, who, who? Who am I? Who 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 am I? Who 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 am I? Who am I? Who? That's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. It it had um a sort of slight air of the Baha men's who let the dogs out. I thought. Written by. Oh, I don't know. Good question. Oh, go on. Jonathan King. No. No. I did not know that. There you go. Well, well. You know, let's not talk about Jonathan King. So let's move on <laughs> to... Because <laughs> he I... wins if we do. He does. Okay, fingers on your buzzers. So you can signal to me okay. when you have uh, an answer okay. and I will pause if I possibly can because we're not as high-tech as University Challenge with someone shouting. Maybe we should have Amanda doing the... The uh, Roger Tilling role. Doing the, the Roger Tilling role. <laughs> <laughs> okay, ready. Who am I? I was born on the 29th of January 1943 in Guildford, Surrey. But in 1946, my family moved to Bournemouth, then in Hampshire, fact fans. I gained entry to Millfield School in Somerset on a sports scholarship and captained the school's cricket team. I have been a vegetarian since I was four years old. I first achieved fame broadcasting on the Pirate Jeff. Station's... Ra- Go on, Tony Jeff. Blackburn. Very good. Oh, thank you. Well-known thank you. vegetarian. Yeah. I had no that's, idea. That's a, in, yeah. In 1972, released a self-titled album on the RCA label. He had a, a lovely singing voice. He also play. had a, a Northern Soul hit. Like there was a, I, I, I'm not, I don't know the detail of this, but there was a record um, that was a big sort of Northern Soul club classic that had Tony Blackburn singing on it, but on, under a pseudonym. So nobody knew it was Tony Blackburn. And it was thought of as this classic. And then I think they found out it was Tony Blackburn and, and that uh, classic <laughs> status perhaps evaporated. <laughs> but he's he's... You know he's he's quite well respected as a as a lover of northern soul all this round. This is true. He had um there was a compilation album out a good few years ago. You know when those were a thing. There was Tony Blackburn's Northern Soul hits. Um, it was it was, it was fantastic actually. But I, I love Northern yeah. Soul anyway. So any any compilation album I will stick on repeat. 
basically. I'm I'm trying to find out this Tony Blackburn Northern Soul factoid. Very good. Well, Lenny Gamble was his recording. Lenny alien. Gamble. I'll do anything. <laughs> wow. Shall I uh, shall I go for mine? Hey. Here we go. So shout out when you know it. Who am I? I was born on the 5th of April 1955, growing up in Liverpool. Following two years employed by Laker Airways as cabin crew, remember Laker Airways, goodness, uh, and work as a shop assistant in telesales and as an insurance clerk, I then became a station assistant at BBC Radio Merseyside in mid-1979. Shortly afterwards, I started presenting my own show, Street Life, for the station on Sunday evenings, focusing on local bands in the thriving Liverpool music scene. I have appeared on BBC Radio 1, BBC Radio 2, and I'm currently on BBC Radio Wales and Greatest Hits Radio. Oh. Jeff. Jeff, go on. Oh, I'm not sure now. I, th- I think I, th- I think I jumped right. in too soon. Is there anything? If there's anything coming up about her being a twin of Keith Chegwin? If not, I've I've jumped the gun. I'm gonna say Janice Long though. You were right to go for it. It yes, is it. indeed Janice Long. Oh. Lovely Janice yes. Long. Well Good. done, guys. Well done, Jeff. And I have to say, Jeff, you were so woefully wrong. She was not the twin of Keith Chegwin. She uh, Keith Chegwin's older sister. Ah, but I well was closer. Did he, did it? Was he not a twin, Keith Chegwin, or was he one of these ones who was born with a tiny twin the size of a golf ball on his shoulder? That that was a thing you'd hear about from time to time, wasn't it? <laughs> Famous people who ate their own twin in the womb. <laughs> There was somebody. There was the American actor. That definitely happened. He did have a twin the size of a golf ball. Antonio Banderas. No, no. Andy Garcia? Andy Garcia. Andy Garcia. Right. That's the one. That's a great pub quiz question. Thank you, Annabelle. There we go. I'll put that in the the people who had a golf ball size (laughs) twin. There you go. Very good. Very well done. So who would like to go next with their Who Am I? Why doesn't Jeff go next? Because then he can't get in the next one right because it's his own (laughs) one. Yeah. Uh, who am I? I was born on the 30th of August 1939 in Heswell on the Wirral Peninsula near Liverpool. I was educated as a boarder at Shrewsbury School, uh, Shrewsbury School, where one of my contemporaries was future Monty Python member Michael Palin. After finishing my national service in 1959 in the Royal Artillery, I worked as a mill operative in Rochdale. I was an avid radio listener and record collector from an early age, having an early desire to host a radio programme of my own so that I could play music that I heard and wanted others to hear. I was the longest serving of the original BBC Radio 1 DJs, broadcasting regularly from 1967 until my death. Lucy. Annabelle. Oh. Lucy, I think. I was going to go for Alan Fluff Freeman. Is the wrong answer, Annabelle? Oh. I was going to say John Peel. Is the right answer? Oh, oh yes, yes, of course. Yeah. Of course. Well. well done. Okay, my one now. Who am I? I was born Morris James Christopher Cole. Oh, Lucy. Jeff. Go with Lucy. Uh, Kenny Everett. I knew, I knew that one of you two would get that one straight away. <laughs> Very good. Yeah, brilliant. I mean, do tell us more because, you know, uh, what else were we going to get? Well, he was, he was born on Christmas Day, 1944. Yeah. He worked in a bakery and in the advertising department of the Journal of Commerce and Shipping Telegraph. Joined Radio One. And then he I got dismissed in 1970 after making well, remarks about a government minister's wife. Competitively. Yeah. But did he share a house with Sue Lawley? Oh, <laughs> That's... This is a great fact we found out last week about Sue Lawley and Michael Burke sharing a house. Really? Who knew? Who knew in the late 60s in South Wales? <laughs> wow. 
well, I don't think it was in the biblical sense, but it may have been. So I, I, th- I think famous house sharers you wouldn't have expected could be a new category. We've got golf ball sized twins <laughs> on the list, and we've got famous house sharers you didn't know sharers. What about famous people born with extra digits? Oh, I've done this. Oh, Charlize yeah. Theron, I think. Really? I'll tell um, you who else. Gem- Gemma Arterton, I think. Yes, Gemma, an extra Gemma finger Arterton. or thumb. That's the that's one I knew. And many years ago, I was working as a question verifier um, on a very short-lived show that was only on Challenge. And one of the questions involved Gemma Arterton, who was a brand new actress at the time, um, her extra digits. And I was trying to f- uh, verify and trying to find sources for it, which is quite difficult. Um, and so I mentioned it, casually mentioned it in the office out loud. And um, the production manager then said, I went to school with her. Definitely true. Oh, nice. Wow. <laughs> there oh. you go. Straight from almost the horse's mouth itself. <laughs> there you go. How brilliant. Oh, well, I mean, I feel we're learning more today than we possibly ever have on yeah. this podcast. The, it, the trivia upon trivia upon trivia. It's a trivia cascade. And shall we bring in now the queen of trivia herself, Miss Amanda Redman? Hello. Here she is. Hi. Well done, everyone. I just think every week these schools get higher and higher, yeah. don't they? Not that I take no, obviously, because why would I? It's been a very good showing, but... very good showing from Jeff and Amanda, mm. Jeff and Annabelle, even. I mean, Amanda, you've Absolutely. done very well as well, but, you know, not, yet, you. not yet. Thank you very much. <laughs> Not yet, but I will do. You just bloody well wait. So I've got a round for everybody. And this one is themed on, well, I've kind of loosely themed it on something that Annabelle and Jeff do. One of the reasons why they're here. And I'm just going to let the questions speak for themselves. So I'll give you a question each. And I'm going to start with Annabelle. See if you can spot the theme. In which year did Roundtree's launch the Drifter Bar? The Drifter Bar. Oh, I see what you've done. Was it? <laughs> yeah, thank you. Was it A, 1970? Was it B, 1980? Or was it C, 1984? I feel like I'm just going to go with the earlier the better because most chocolate bars have been around forever. There aren't that many new ones. So I'm going to go 1917. Ten years later, mate. Oh, no. 1980, we had to wait. We had to wait another full thought, ten years for a Drifter bar. I thought that by then, Drifter would have had a very negative connotation because usually it was Drifters who were serial killers. Yes. Oh. <laughs> you know, just a, we thought it was just a Drifter coming through town, stabbing people up and leaving. Yeah. It was originally entitled it's The Loner Bar, the and then they, uh... <laughs> <laughs> they kept, he kept, Lone Wolf. He kept himself to himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't have expected <laughs> out on time. I love a drifter. Do they still? They don't still make drifters, do they? They do. Oh. It's um, it's now Nestle, oh. obviously. Um, and it feels. Less... Does it just feel like it was a competitor to the Twix because of the two finger? Element? It was like a wafery, wafery Twix, which I thought made yeah. it better than a Twix because it. It was, it yeah, was less agreed. of a meal in itself, really. It was more of a snack. It's less dense, mm-hmm. wasn't it? It, yeah. was, it was a snack. Yes. Yeah, I loved it. But yeah, I wouldn't have got. I would have gone eighty-four, I think, for that. Okay, well, you'd have been wrong know, as well. <laughs> so, Jeff, hmm. how many different vocalists has group? The Drifters had over the last 65 years. And now that does include the Splinter groups as well. I'm going to give you a multiple choice as well. Is it it 60? Is it 65? Or is it 70? Oh, my God. (laughs) Are you kidding me? The worst of the sugar babes. (laughs) Whoa. Um, This is amazing. 
So, I mean, I remember there was uh, there was Benny King, and then and then there were those other sixty four. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to go sixty sixty five. Oh, you were so close. I'm going to give it to you anyway. I mean, it's it's sixty, and like you say, it's very there's very. I really like your scoring mechanism. Yeah. <laughs> I was only ten years out. <laughs> I think candy, I was a little bit like candy. I think I was a little bit fairer mm. with your spacing than I was with Jeff's, but I, you know, I had to kind of my questions had to be very limited on things that drift and um, things yes. that are called drifters. So uh, on to things that drift for you, Jenny. Something that drifts. That's a big clue for you. Which sport was introduced to the Olympic Games in 1972 in Munich, and it's something that you could drift. Um, um, I can't, I've got to describe it. It's the thing where you stand up on a surfboard, but you've got a sail. Is it that one? It's not that one. No, think no. of another thing. What's it called? <laughs> what is that called? I don't know, actually. I can't even remember. Windsurfing. That is, that's windsurfing. Windsurfing, of course it is. Can I get a point for that? <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, you do, yeah. You get a point for capitalising on the fact that my brain is atrophied. Um, <laughs> I, can't I can't remember it anymore. Um, Something that drifts from the Olympics. It's a new sport and it was introduced in the Olympic Games in 1972 in Munich. Something drifty. Um, badminton. No, but I like the... They you drift, know, don't they? Ah. I, you, were, you, were, you were closer, closer, you were closer before. So, I mean, what would Yachting. you... Paragliding. No. What would you... Off- jumping. Tubing. <laughs> Um, it would be something that you would, if you were stuck on a desert island and you had one way of drifting off that island and it was something that you fashioned building. yourself. <laughs> I mean, you're very close. It's rafting. I don't think raft building, the, the building, I don't think the building of the raft is in the Olympic Games, but maybe it should be. More's the pity. <laughs> Wow, I think I've never heard it. Because okay. <laughs> the, the, there's always those really weird early Olympic sports that people go tug of war, architecture. They were never competitive. <laughs> and you're like, well, if you look back to 1902, I think um, the rafting in, it must it must have been a one year wonder. Surely, I who the person must still hold the record. Well, good for them. <laughs> yeah for an extra rafting, point i'm gonna look at my local rafting club <laughs> <laughs> and we'll see you in i don't know when the next olympics are but we'll see you <laughs> meant then. to be this year they, exactly that's One why day. i don't know i don't know when they're yeah. supposed to be um lucy that yeah. means that this question is for you according to norse mythology what was formed out of two pieces of driftwood it was by odin and his brothers v and vili well it's going to be mm. a it's going to be sweden <laughs> That's, I'm going for Sweden. That's uh, beautiful. What the moon? Two pieces of driftwood. Uh, I mean, it's, is it a continent or a country? It's or not. A... It's not. Is it a weapon? No. I mean, I'm going to say for the ease of this question, no. But most people would. Uh, you would consider it, yeah, probably the worst one that we've got. That's a big clue. Donald Trump. Unkind words. Mankind. The penis. I mean, <laughs> I'm going to give you that, Lucy. Not for the penis. Um, it's for the. It's the first humans were called Ask and Embla. 
and they were formed out of two pieces of driftwood oh. by um, Odin and his his uh, siblings. So. Why did you do Good it? For them. Why did you do it, Odin? <laughs> Could have saved us all a lot of trouble well. this evening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you know, I've got the horrible feeling that yet again it's in a way win, isn't it, Jen? Mm. It sure is. Mm. It sure. We we knew we knew we were building up. To, to the toughest opponents of the series tonight. And um, you haven't let us yeah. down. Jeff and Annabelle, you have, you know, you've shown the mighty brains that got the eggheads trembling. <laughs> and a vendetta from Judith Keppel. Yeah. <laughs> Keppel. She'll be on the phone now. She'll be like, yeah, I never liked them either. I'll tell you. Oh. I, I actually think she's in the wrong because in quizzing circles, it's a bit of an honour to be known by your surname. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. The people yeah. are referred to by their surnames. Most of the everyone is called right? David and you have to refer to them by their surname just to differentiate. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it, 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 I think it's a little bit of a throwback to quizzing being, a, well, it's a bit of a public school activity where people refer to each other by their surnames, but also the university challenge thing. So for, for years I was known as Ryan by by various quizzes because they just knew me from the the caption that had been on university challenge in in the quizzing world is there is there anyone who's known just by their first name like Cher or madonna just a single name there is there is brandon who was on university challenge this year um he is that is that is his first name and he went by it on on uh, university challenge so is there anyone i don't, I don't know if it's, if it's just so we don't know Nobody knows his full name, his real identity. <laughs> so, of course, uh, Jeff and Annabelle, your podcast Adrift is now into its uh, what, uh, many, many, many episodes of. Uh, I mean, you've worked together for so long. Yes, it's amazing that we oh, so choose to do so at this point. <laughs> it's not yeah. out of any kind of necessity. No, we choose. I know. Yeah, Annabelle's in my bubble. Oh, I mean, she is my bubble. <laughs> <laughs> It has been such a pleasure. And as a final mashup uh, before, we're going to have a short break in August and we're going to be back in September. Am I right, Amanda? Am I right, Jenny? Yes, we will be back. We um, will be regrouping stronger than ever to defeat our guests. Finally. But we have reached the pinnacle uh, of our mashups and we would like to say... No, this, this, this is very much a... Is it a nadir or a nadir? I don't nadir. I would say, but I wouldn't. I would be say, yeah, yeah. I think it's. I think it's very much the end of the second act, isn't it? Where things look very bleak <laughs> for the protagonists. But you're gonna when you come back in September. That's the third act, and you're really gonna turn it round and, and <laughs> gallop home to victory. <laughs> we'll have oh, Judith my... Keppel on our first show. <laughs> we'll be like, thank God for that. <laughs> So thank you very much for listening. Thank you to Jeff and Annabelle. Thanks, guys. Thank you for having us. Thank you for lowering your standards. Thank you. <laughs> and oh. well done on your victory. And uh, we will see you all again in September. Uh, but that, for now, is it for... Fingers on buzzers. Wow. Fingers on Buzzers starred Lucy Porter and Jenny Ryan and was produced by Amanda Redman with music by Kevin McLeod and Justin Edwards. Email quiz at fingersonbuzzers.com and tweet at fingersbuzzers. Thanks for listening and don't forget to join us next time for more Fingers on Buzzers. Buzzers.